right, well, hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, watching us. Um, we're the Smooth Brain Inquisition, where we talk about sometimes difficult topics to the best of our cognitive ability. And I'm Andrew. I'm Bryant. And uh, I think today's topic is we're talking about um, pets. Yeah. So we kind of had some heavy topics the past few episodes, so going a bit lighter this time, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's a little bit easier to digest, but I mean, they're, they're probably, well, I'm going to be bringing up some parts that aren't necessarily light, I guess. Yeah, oh, I mean, so one thing you can't escape with pet ownership is the cost. Right, So right. it's going to be, especially right now, like that's kind of a... Yes. Some sad stats because of inflation and stuff. But Exactly. Before we get into all of that, we can talk about more where pet ownership kind of originated. Yeah, yeah, we can get into all that. I mean, yeah. it's like, but... First things first, uh, a little bit of housekeeping that we have to do. Yeah. So uh, last week we talked about <clears throat> Brittany Griner. Uh, yeah. At the very beginning of the the, the the episode, we were talking about drugs. And um, Brittany Griner, uh, for those of you who are not aware, um, she is a WNBA star. Not just like a player in the WNBA. She's like the face of the WNBA. She's LeBron James in the yeah. WNBA. Yeah, yeah. She got arrested in Russia for containing or containing for bringing into the country um marijuana related cannabis related you said it was cbd oil it was cbd yeah. oil is what she had for pain management or something like that that she was prescribed uh regardless as bryant has said she was a person who made a mistake in russia over russian law and everything like that uh so she got nine and a half years for cbd oil yep which is in my opinion, really, really high and really absurd for... I agree, but like I said last week, like, you know, from our perspective, yeah, it's absurd, but Russian law is Russian law, and she's in Russia. Right. Like, despite their ulterior motives. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be like a swap and stuff. But anyways, I yeah. figured we would update that, that yeah. she's she's slated to be in prison for a long time, yeah. which, uh, you know, I hope that doesn't... Stay that way. I hope the prisoner swap goes well. Is is basically all that I yeah, wanted to say. Yeah, I mean the swap thing. I'm kind of torn on because like I, I I get that it's tragic that she's being in prison now, but at yeah. the same time, the person they're discussing releasing in exchange is a really bad guy. Like yeah, probably. But I mean, it, like is is his sins, you know, like worth the you know egregious <laughs> the egregious sin of um you know, bringing CBD oil into Russia. Well, he's like a major arms dealer. Right, right. And yeah. I understand, like, his thing, but, I mean, is it fair to say Brittany Griner should be suffering no, for I, his crime? No, but, I mean, if you're doing, like, that take on it, like, if he's released, how many people will then suffer because of him being back in business? Right, I mean, and it could be a thing to where, like, the whole reason that the invasion isn't going well in Ukraine yeah. is because this guy's been locked up. Yeah, I mean, it's not fair to Brittany Griner that now this guy's release and potential misdeeds in the world are based on her now being in prison for a decade. Right. Like, that's not fair to her at all. But I don't know if it's the right thing to say, well, she's being imprisoned, not even wrongly, by right. their laws. So I I don't know. Yeah. That, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's not a hot, not a hot take. It's, no. kinda, it's, a, it's a lukewarm take. Uh Anyways, uh, Brittany Griner, you'll never hear this, but we hope you, uh, we both hope that you get out of prison soon. I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe podcasting's a really big thing in Russian prisons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe so. Nothing else to do in a gulag, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the next housekeeping thing I mentioned in the last podcast, and it's painfully being mega aware to me right now. What is going on here? Look, look at yeah. that. I've got a, I've got a tummy. I, I was talking about, I need to cut down on sugar, right? So, uh, I said that I was going to do, I wasn't going to add sugar to, to much of anything. Uh, confession, I haven't added sugar to anything except for coffee, and I only did that on Friday nice. and this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been having sugar, but not not as much. I'm going to try and cut it down and see what happens because, you Wait, know. Didn't we eat cake last night? I, I didn't add that sugar. <laughs> I'm so, uh, like literally I'm talking like added sugar like yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. I don't drink uh, I haven't drank sodas with with food that I've been getting or anything like that like if I go to the subway or something like that but you know like now that it's a it's a vodcast and I can see myself in this monitor up here well, yeah I, I haven't had like I'll have the occasional 
soft drink now and then, but I haven't really had soda since Korea. Yeah. Because, like, this is all water all the time. Yeah. So I, like, in fact, I think the most sugary thing I've had drink-wise was that drink last night. That, yeah. like, five-spice uh, old-fashioned. Right. Which I'm still going to find that recipe. Yeah, you need to find that recipe. Yeah. We should have uh, we should have cornered a bartender and asked yeah. him. Said, "How do you do this?" Because it was we go back. Good. I mean, there's no reason to. I mean, like I'm not even talking like as like a patron to their place. But like, hold on, guys, we're just in here. We might buy one of these to make sure that it is. It tasted like uh, for for those who are uh, you know listening at home, if you guys have ever had a orange slice, the little candy, not the uh, not like a slice of an orange, obviously, but like the candy, it's like got the crystallized sugar yeah. on the outside and everything. Makes me think of Christmas because yeah. of uh, uh, Steve Pesor. He would always. Uh, he gets those at Christmas time. I have no idea why, but yeah. I'm glad that he does. Like gumdrops or whatever. That's it what it tasted like. Very dangerous drink. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was, does not taste like alcohol at all. No, it was absurd. It was really good. So yeah, we need to figure out the recipe with that. Mm. Maybe make it a little less dangerous, but Matt and I making it taste as good. Yeah. Well, I think this. I think I just heard Bugsy outside the door. So yeah. well, we can talk about the pets yeah. now. I mean, all right. So when we think about pets, uh, what what do you think of if somebody mentions a pet? I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is. I mean, I think cats, because I have two cats. Same. But, like, for most people, their first thought is going to be a dog. Right, right. Cats cats and dogs, yeah. I would say, are probably, like, you could, I don't know if it's 50-50, but if you went, like, and polled people on the street and asked them what they uh, think, like, what's the first animal that comes to mind when I say the word pet? So, more people in the U.S. have cats than dogs, but it's kind of close, I think. I think it's, like, like 85 million cats versus, like, 70-something million dogs. Yeah. So, but cats also tend to be more resilient in the wild now right like if you take a domesticated cat and toss them into the woods somewhere they'd probably be okay right but if you took like your you know your little pug or chihuahua and, yeah pomeranian or yeah, something and stuck he, him out there he's fucked like <laughs> he's not gonna be okay uh that's uh I, I think about that in terms of like have you heard of people talking about if you get a cat and you put it out into the woods or you let your cat roam, for instance. Like, there's barn cats and stuff, obviously, that people have. But if you put a cat out into the woods in a place that hasn't had a cat yeah. of any kind, like they bobcat take or over. anything. Well, it's not that they take over. It is akin to a uh, a major ecological disaster for yeah. wherever that cat is. Because a lot of... Th- they don't have many predators around. I mean, obviously, like, a coyote will eat a cat. But how yeah. often do you see a coyote? Um, if it, if a hawk is sufficiently big enough, it will eat a cat if it can catch it, so on and so forth. But there's there's not that many predators. Mm-hmm. I guess wild dogs would probably be more uh, yeah. prevalent. But none of these things, hawks, uh, coyotes, dogs, none of those hunt for fun. Yeah. Cats hunt for fun. They'll kill it if it moves. And they're also like, they're one of the most successful hunters in the animal kingdom as well oh is that true yeah domesticated cats have like a 50 percent success rate when they go on a hunt or maybe it's like i don't know 30 to 50 percent success yeah which you think oh man they fail like half the time but that's actually i mean i think anytime that somebody goes deer hunting they would want to come back with a deer every other time well i think like the most successful animal are like the african painted dogs whatever they are like they have like when they go out hunting they they just wreck shop yeah they get it but then like (laughs) Yeah, domesticated cats. Like, if you ever watch one of them hunt, they... They're holding like, it down. They're vicious, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of why they exist in the first place, too. Because, like, we talk about... Everyone knows, like, how dogs kind of came about, right? Like, between, like, 8,000 and 33,000 years ago. Yeah, somewhere in that. Yeah. That time frame, there was, like, a... You know, they found, like, a dog skull in, like, some cave or whatever. Like, okay, yeah. like, humans and dogs have been chilling for a long time. Yeah, they've at least been in close proximity and yeah. not domesticated or whatever. And it was more like, you know, back when we were, like, hunter-gatherers and stuff, uh, we couldn't really store food very well, so any surplus food kind of got tossed to the wolves that kind of followed the the group, and, like, right. that formed a bond. But cats were kind of more interesting because as we shifted from hunter-gatherer to, like, agrarian... You began storing food. Right. But I mean, what happens when you store, you know, grain and corn? You, you get all the gophers in your, your yeah. cob bin. <laughs> like, I mean, they just you get rats, mice, whatever. Right. But then, like magic, you have this buffet of rodents for cats. And all right. these cats showed up. And people were just like, hey. Could like, you imagine? All right. So one of the things that I've always been aware of is... um 
in terms of pest management, one of the other effective creatures to have are snakes. Mm. Your favorite, right? I hate snakes. So uh, uh, black snakes in particular, um, if you go out and you pick berries, and it's not like a like a berry farm, like you're yeah. not going out there to pick strawberries at a strawberry farm. You just found like a blackberry bush out in the woods or out on the edge of the woods is typically where I find them. And you're picking them. If you end up picking uh, blackberries long enough, well, uh, the blackberries, they fall from the, the, I don't even know. It's not a bush. It's like a vine. Yeah. But uh, anyways, they'll fall from that and mice come around and they gather that up and then the snakes go where the mice are. Oh, that makes sense. So there, you'll find snakes a lot around uh, bushes out in the wild and stuff like that when I it comes what, to like, my One of my grandmothers used to call like wild strawberries snake berries. I guess that's... My parents used to call them that too. Yeah, uh, mom and dad, uh, they would do that. I think particularly, and if any of my Paysor cousins listen to this, they can they can help uh, verify this. But uh, they called them snake berries because they told us that they were poisonous. Because they didn't yeah. want us just to eat like you know a seven year old yeah. just eating berries off yeah. the ground or whatever. Even though they were very clearly strawberries, so they'd say these yeah. are snake berries. Don't eat those; they'll kill you. And you know we probably ate them anyways because we're like these are strawberries. Well, I was always told like not to, you know, the honeysuckles, of course, right? Like. like to be careful where I got those from because people would spray, you know, pesticides or right. weed killer. And then well, it's the same thing from picking blackberries off of yeah. the side of the road or something. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. The the best place that I've been able to do that is like, you know, going over to, uh, like, uh, pumpkin center elementary school. Yeah, yeah. I would go over there. Uh, when my mom was, you know, still teaching over there, we would go over there and we could pick like gallons because well, I always got to told to be careful walking around the area though. Cause one of the old abandoned iron mines and stuff. Like there's like sinkholes there that you can like. Well, over what, we near, weren't going out in the woods or nothing. We were oh, just going oh, around, like okay, you know, yeah. like at the edge of the playground because yeah. it's all grown up. They just stopped mowing at a certain. Yeah, like point. out in the woods, it was like, don't go there. Like you will fall into a hole and it'll be seen again. Yeah. yeah, that's. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I suppose it makes sense because of the area. Yeah. But uh, to bring this back to the pets thing, could you imagine if that's what it was? It was like instead of like people nowadays saying, you know, cats and dogs, they'd be like, it was snakes. snakes and dogs. <laughs> So, I mean, people talk about how, like, reptiles don't have emotional attachment to their uh-huh. owners and stuff. But I was looking it up a little bit, and we actually have no idea if that's true or not. Right. So, snakes, okay, yeah, they're, they have a snake brain. Yeah. Like, do they form a bond? Probably not. They just want food. Right. But then, like, more advanced reptiles, like, uh, like especially iguanas and tortoises, uh-huh. like, recognize their names sometimes they yeah. have particular favorite people right like it turned out iguanas are very non-social uh-huh. but many pet iguanas are like super chill pets yeah so it's like we're not really sure how to define animal emotion and intelligence because like as we would define a bond some reptiles do have that bond right so it wasn't that long ago when we thought like what like uh dogs didn't feel pain like and now it's it clearly cats and dogs form bonds they have emotion they're i wonder how you could look at a dog and be like doesn't feel pain yeah i smacked it it yelped but it it didn't hurt it well (laughs) thank the church the church figured it out well no so thank the church that we thought animals had no true value oh i did not realize so pet ownership has gone through phases throughout human history okay and you know you go back 8,000 years ago, pet ownership was a necessity almost. You know, yeah. they caught pests and everything. But around, like, the witch trials and everything, yeah. both in the U.S. and elsewhere, like, pet ownership was seen as a sign of witchcraft. It was, it like, was like your familiar? It was your familiar, oh, yeah. God. So for about 100 years, 200 years, pet ownership just disappeared. It was just gone. And... <laughs> I just like, man, like that fucking sucks. The only exception were like nobles who have like, you know, hunting dogs and stuff. Right. Because no, they're not pets. They're they're they're, they're a tour. Farm animals. Yeah. But then even then, like some nobles still had like little lap dogs and stuff. When right. we talk about a useless animal, right. It had no other purpose other than to be like, hey, like I've got money. I've got this little thing in my pocket that I can feed. Uh-huh. You can't even feed your family. Well, I mean, I know that some of the stuff like corgis, uh, the little stumpy legs and corgis. stuff, they, they were uh, bred to be essentially lap dogs because yeah. I don't know how long conventional air conditioning and heating has been around, but why 
why chop wood when you can get a dog to lay on your yeah. lap? You know that kind of thing. So they'll they'll yeah, keep you yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when it comes to that kind of uh, thinking about like familiars and stuff, if anybody came into my house and said Andrew is a warlock or a wizard or something, he's got cats. That proves it. I would have picked different cats. <laughs> they were going to be like magical yeah. animals or whatever for me. Yeah. I, I don't think they would be. They don't quite fit the bill. No, Neither of them are like, particularly vicious or Yeah, like if Clementine smart. were familiar, she'd be a bit more affectionate or useful. Right. And Murphy, you know, he's just like, he's too scared to do anything. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. Like my cats would never be helpful. They, the only reason they like me, as far as I can tell, I mean, they... they I feel like they love me. I feel like I should claim to be a cat dad or whatever. But I mean, they 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 want food. Yeah, they just want food most of the time. But uh, so in terms of pets that people have, um, I think it's fair for me to say, uh, fuck spiders. I don't know why people have them. You know? Okay. So I don't talk about you know, animal intelligence again, uh-huh. like spiders are a weird pet because they definitely do not form attachments. Yeah. It's not even clear if they recognize they're being given food by a person. It's yeah. just like, Oh, there's food. They might have like a kind of a schedule, but the weird thing about spiders though, that I thought was kind of cool was like, uh, the jumping spiders. Uh-huh. Right. So one thing that's being studied right now is kind of how to define animal intelligence and how it's, it's, you can't define it by a human definition. So when those jumping spiders jump, they're calculating distance and everything. Yeah. So like I say, if I toss you like a baseball right now, yeah, you wouldn't think about, oh, it's going like 20 miles per hour. It's got like yeah. a 90 degree arc. You would just, just catch it. Right. But your brain is still making that calculation. Right. Spiders don't have that kind of... They don't got a brain. Brain. <laughs> and yet when they're like launching out their prey... They're making that same kind of calculation. Right. And we have no idea how they're doing it. I wonder, this is me postulating. If they don't know how they're doing it, then they probably already thought of this too. They've got eight eyes. Yeah. So we've got two eyes. We have okay depth perception, I would say. And oh, this is another thing that, well, I'll bring that up in a minute, but it's still, they have eight eyes. Maybe that is helping factor in distance for them because they can see something clearly that it has to be within as far as I can jump distance. But, But yeah, but how are they calculating? Like they, yeah, they can see the distance. Right. But they still have to understand the jump itself. Do, do they like, have evidence of like them and like uh, I guess I don't know. They have intention with their jumps. Well, like can they jump short and then they with can jump spiders? Far? Intention has been proven, but with butterflies, it's kind of neat. So they've taken they've done this has been an experiment they actually did. They took caterpillars and they fed them in the same spot in the same room uh-huh. every day, and then once they formed that that uh the chrysalis around themselves, uh-huh. you know, they don't just grow wings. Right. Like their entire, they turn into mush. Yeah, their entire body breaks down and then reforms into the butterfly. Right. So the assumption was like, is this the same creature? Like, is it, is it just like a new yeah. thing? Yeah. Well, those butterflies would Remember pop out and they would go to the exact same spot for food. Right. Even if they had food in different locations, it would go to that same spot. Oh, so somehow the the memory of where the food is at transitioned from caterpillar to puddle of mush. mush to the butterfly. So like our understanding of consciousness and thought is kind of being questioned because we can't explain how these animals that should not have memories. Yeah. Have how they memories. have them, yeah. And like even like the uh you know, like the migration instinct and stuff. Right. Like, it makes sense for things like, you know, bonobos or chimps to pass on information because right. they're intelligent animals. Uh-huh. But can instinct alone explain how butterflies know where to go? Like, it's, it's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Well, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about this because of the, the eye thing. So, um... Where are our eyes in terms of the location on the face? Like, this is a trick question. No, I mean they're on front, of, on, on the front. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, what about a cow? On this, well, that's because they're prey, so they can yeah, see yeah, around yeah. Okay, them. Okay, so yeah. you already knew that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, if you look at different animals, spiders, they have all their eyes on their front. 
Yeah. Uh, because they need that depth perception. Um, flies, on the other hand, if we're gonna look at spiders, we might as well look at its around. Yeah, yeah, they're around. They can see everything around them because there's so many different things that could get them. Same thing with cows. Same thing with um, uh, fish. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, the reason that I bring that up is because I wonder if that's one of the reasons that we have a a familial bond with cats and dogs is because we recognize their predator uh, instinct as intelligence. Well, so this is kind of cool. So our eyes, so yeah, if you look at like a dog or a cat, it's a predator because they have forward-facing eyes. Right. But for us, it may not be that we're predators. It may just be that we were a, a social animal. So we didn't have to see, you know, almost 360 degrees because we had... You know, yeah, we had, we, had, we, we had backup. Yeah, we had our buddies. Yeah. We had our backs. Like, everything about us is kind of weird as an animal. Like, someone mentioned to me, like, isn't it kind of weird that we sleep? And I was like, yeah, we just basically die for eight hours <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at a time. Yeah. And, Completely worthless. And, like, have, I mean, you have cats. You've seen every now and then they'll, like, go in a deep sleep. Yeah. But most of the time, they're, like, this kind of barely... Yeah, they're in a waking yeah. sleep. It's like, they're to... always ready to go. And... Like most animals are like that. Like even like dolphins literally shut off half their brain. And I was just like, I it's one of those we can't comprehend. It's like, how do you like just Yeah, how do you go, make half of your yeah. body sleep? That'd be kinda cool. It'd be like a superpower. It like, kinda if, would. If you could do that, you'd have like cause like I could do my job half awake. I don't need my full brain to do <laughs> yeah. my job. Just keep on yeah. these particular parts and do all the calculations yeah. and stuff. So cats, dogs. I, I hate the idea that people would have uh, spiders as a pet. I hate the idea of people keeping scorpions as a pet. Insects, they're not pets to me. Scorpions I'll die cool. on this hill. I mean, they're cool. Are they a pet? Not in my book. You know, I, my entire life, never saw a wild scorpion. Uh-huh. And I wanted to, I've always wanted to see one. It's one of those things. Yeah. And then when I did my uh, study abroad in Italy in college, uh-huh. uh, it turned out that that region of Italy had scorpions in the mountains. Yeah. I had no idea that was a thing. Uh-huh. And then... I would never associate scorpions. Yeah, I, I, it, it didn't occur to me at all. And then they're kind of they're harmless. Like they're really small. Uh, if they do sting, it's like a minor itch kind of thing. Yeah. But then I didn't see one the whole time. I was like, where the fuck are they? Like, yeah. I know they're here. And then we were having like a study session one night in someone's room. And then one of the girls are freaking out. Like, oh my God, there's a scorpion. <laughs> and I was like, Where? And they're like, over there. And I was like, oh. And I smashed it. Because it was freaking them out. And I was yeah. just like, and I was like, God damn it. Like, the first scorpion I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> you kill it. And I fucking killed it. <laughs> and I, I, I felt guilty about it. I was like, man, I still feel guilty about it. Yeah. Like, 10 years later. I'm like, or it's been more than 10 years. Yeah. Damn. It's weird when you think about, yeah. like, the distances that you've traveled. Yeah. And then the time that you've traveled and how long ago yeah. it was. But, so... Yeah. Insects, I don't see as pets. Yeah. Reptiles, uh, so questionable. My, my second grade teacher, Miss Michelle Bellin, she had a uh, a turtle. The turtle was old when I was in second grade. Yeah. I can't remember how old it was, but uh, the turtle's name was Brandy. I do remember that, and it and she took Brandy home with her. And the reason that I know all this stuff is because I was really good friend, like best friends with her son Josh. Yeah. And so uh, Josh Bowen um, go over to his house all the time. We'd see the the thing. We'd feed it crickets or whatever. <laughs> but um, the turtle. Yeah, the turtle. It, it would ate eat crickets. crickets. Oh yeah, oh, it cool. would get hyped for crickets, dude. <laughs> like I've never seen a box turtle move so fast until you bring some some crickets. I mean, I had a turning Speedy, and he was. Dude, they're quick. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, you think because of the you know, the tortoise of the hail is a slow animal. I mean, it's well, slow for. I always taught my students that story was not about the turtle winning the race because he was, you know, uh, persistent. Uh-huh. It was the, la- the, the the laziness of the rabbit or the the arrogance of the rabbit. The arrogance, yeah, like the tortoise didn't win; the hare lost. Yeah, yeah. like I was like, you know, if you took a hare and a tortoise. Like the hair is gonna win every single time, right? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it comes with the anthropomorph anthropomorphization. That I know what you're trying to say to turn an animal into a person. Yeah, <laughs> anthropomorphize a rabbit. Yeah, their whole like the whole furry thing too. Ugh. 
okay, so you do that, but here's the thing. I I did not realize this. So uh, there's like, a, you, you watch Hot Ones? Yeah. Like the Hot Pepper? Yeah, yeah, we hot... watched, we, uh, Jessica and I watched yeah. uh, Lizzo last night. I, I can't remember the guy's name. There's like some like independent journalist guy who just goes to different places and yeah. interviews people. And he went to the furry convention with the, with the preconception that it was like, Bunch of deviants. A bunch of sexual deviants <laughs> acting weird. And he was kind of, you know, acting that way. Prepare himself that way? Yeah. And then he got pulled aside by some guy in like a, I'm going to match like a bunny costume or something. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, dude, it's not like that. And it turns out there is a really large number of, like, there's a correlation between autism in the furry community. Uh-huh. And the costumes basically allow people with, you know, social issues or autism to interact normally because oh. they have this they, they don't have to mask yeah. because they have a mask yeah so you know i'm sure some rowdy shit goes down yeah at these things but it's not even normal people are weird yeah but that's i was like oh that's kind of interesting and and like i think that also kind of points towards our weird bond we have with animals like we were so fascinated by animals that we will dress like them yeah to feel comfortable and like, the reverse of that we uh People probably act out their animal instincts or something, but the the reverse of that would be uh, people imposing personalities onto their cats and stuff, or onto their dogs. Yeah, there's some people that's like, oh, this dog is like, you know, like a gluten free vegan. Like, no, no, this is a dog. It's like that scene in Futurama, like we taught a lion to eat tofu, and they show that lion, it's like Shrivels. dying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, like they say, how like you look like your pets, or your pets look like you. Yeah, and. I Maybe that's why I'm skeptical. fat. I gotta get rid of them. Well, <laughs> I didn't realize how true that was. I saw my mom and her dog. Like Penny? Penny. <laughs> my mom and Penny are like, it's like, oh yeah. I get it. Ugh. Penny. Penny is not the most attractive dog in my opinion. I like Penny. I I don't dislike the dog. My mom's a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I was just sitting there thinking, like, I wouldn't compare uh I don't know. Like Mr. Tubbs? Mr. Tubbs was... <laughs> those... Mr. Tubbs and Scooter were... I loved Scooter. Yeah. Mr. Tubbs was funny. Scooter was smart. Scooter well, was super smart. He was quick, too. Yeah. Uh, my sister had a dog, too. Sassy. And Sassy uh-huh. uh, was the only dog I ever saw that could climb trees. I, I don't... <laughs> I, I mean, legit would, like, Scale go a up a tree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was so fox-like that the vet was like, we're not saying it's impossible. She might be part fox. Oh. Like they were just like, we can't identify what she is. Right. She is maybe part lab, but who the hell knows? <laughs> like that dog was, uh, your neighbor, we think killed her actually. Tony? The guy with the chickens or whatever it was. Someone around that area. Uh, not not across the creek, but the, the other side. I can't remember exactly where it was, but like, okay. Yeah. He well, did not I like mean, that dog. Well, uh, Tony for the longest time, I think it was a dog catcher. Lincoln yeah, County. and that was the guy. And he killed a bunch of dogs. You know, my uh, my boss's son actually just told me this this week. He's like a little encyclopedia sometimes. Uh-huh. I say little. He's like 17. Yeah. But uh, so Durham just passed a new thing about uh, they're removing all kill shelters in Durham. Okay. And instead catching and then neutering in Spain and releasing. Okay. And one, it's cheaper. Like, right, you don't way, have to shelter it's and feed. Way, way cheaper. Uh-huh. Well, not no, not shelters. Even killing them is more expensive. Oh. But then by spaying and neutering, you know, you hopefully reduce. Bob Barker would be happy. Yeah, the price is right. Yeah, yeah. And I've been, you know, when I lived in Korea, like it was, there were a lot of cats that were just kind of wild, and so there's there's a podcast that I listen to. Uh, these guys, they they do uh, they talk about Nintendo stuff. Well, and uh, Kathy's laughing at something. The uh, the the Nintendo podcast. They were talking about how they they're in uh, gosh, they were in New York for a long time. And anytime that they would walk around, they, you know they they have their street bodegas, right? Yeah. And uh, at those street bodegas, um, there's a there's almost always a bodega cat that belongs to that bodega. <laughs> it it's like. As much as it is a cat and probably a pet, people like pet it while they're there, yeah, and talk yeah, yeah. To it, interact with it. It's working. It's doing a job, and it's like getting like you know New York rats out of there. <laughs> like you cannot come into this bodega. They they have like their job. They don't go home with the owner. 
They might not even, they don't get locked up in the bodega. They just yeah. come, they show up to work. Yeah. And then they go home. Diligent workers. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They got their own job. And I guess they get scratches and like, you know, fed. Yeah. And... It's kind of interesting. So how like, you know, a lot of times pets are very subjective. Like yeah. what we would see as an exotic pet is not exotic. You know, like one of my coworkers from South Africa. Uh-huh. And you know, for them seeing like, African animals was normal and I was like holy shit like right I can't imagine waking up and seeing an elephant outside my window whatever right 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 didn't cross their minds as being abnormal but then some pets are just like global right which cats cats dogs um but like even dogs are kind of weird too because we we in in the US pet 100% they are a pet right like at this point, they're a family. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, my cats are my babies. Right, same. But the way other cultures view different animals is, just, for example, in Korea, uh, dog meat is still not as much today, uh-huh. but still a thing. Right. Uh, that always kind of bothered me in Korea, too. Like, cause I couldn't imagine eating a dog. Like, I never tried it. Right. Didn't want to try it. But then you put it in context of, like, the Korean War, where it was like, okay... We need food, right? And if you're in that situation where you're, it's, it's you're starving to death. A dog to you is not going to be any different than a chicken, right? It's right. a source of meat, right? Yeah. Uh, Kathy's uh, brother-in-law's mom caused a big ruckus one time. It was pretty funny. So, uh, you know, they have two children, like a little little girl, little boy, and everything. Okay. Yeah. And he was talking to his mom on the phone, and she was going to come visit and everything. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring some uh, some dog meat so the kids can try it. And then he was like, do not bring dog into this house. We don't, we don't eat it. We're not going to do that to the kids. Yeah. But the kids overheard him mention grandma bringing a dog. <laughs> oh, bringing the dog. Yeah. And then, they were, and then he hung up like, we're getting a puppy. Is she going to bring us a puppy? Are you like, we're going to get a dog. And he was like, no, she's not going to bring you a dog. Like, forget you heard that. That did not happen. <laughs> Don't bring it up. <laughs> Don't bring it up. And then, like, a week later, she shows up, and the kids are up, Grandma, like, did you get us a dog? Do you have a puppy? She's like, oh, yeah, I brought the dog. Do you want it? Do you want it? And they're like, yeah. Oh, she pulls out this bag of meat. Oh, God. And, like, they were not okay. I can imagine being mortified over oh, that. Oh, because they, they were expecting a puppy, and they got, you know, like, dog, <laughs> dog bacon. Dog turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, which... You know, for us is morbid. Yeah. But for her generation in particular, that was like the norm. Yeah. Like that was just what they it was did. Eating chicken or whatever. Yeah. I guess. And then it made me think about: Have you seen those like the vegan billboards? It's like, why do we eat these but not these? Yeah. Where, like, where do, do you draw, draw the line? Yeah. yeah. But then I was here. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right there. But then I was like, yeah, but where? But yeah, why do we do that? Like. Like, what is it based on, right? So you can't base it on intelligence because you think, like, I eat bacon, and pigs are, if not more intelligent, at least as intelligent as a dog, right? Right, right. Uh, I eat octopus, and that is very likely the second most intelligent animal on the planet. Right. Very, I want to say alien. If someone told me that octopuses, octopi... Octopi. Octopi were aliens, I... I'd believe it. Yeah, I'm down like, for that. I yeah. believe it. But like, so how how do we f- define, okay, this animal is food, this one is companionship. Like, we eat the tasty ones. But I, I've never <laughs> had dog. Maybe dog tastes good. I don't know. Maybe it does. I mean, some people consider rabbits only pets, but I've eaten rabbit and it's delicious. I've had rabbit. So it's like... Uh, guinea pig. I've had guinea pig in never had Never had guinea pig. I hear they're good. It is good. So here, good like, things, guinea pigs. Like <laughs> this is kind of another little funny one. We were in Peru, like you know, my school did like a yeah, our, you our did senior like that. trip, like a missions trip. Yeah, and we were in so like jealous. the Lima market, whatever. Okay, and there's like this big giant box of you know, just guinea pigs, and we're just like, holy shit, you can buy like a pet guinea pig this in the market. And a guy was like, no, we eat them. Yeah, and then I can't remember somebody was like, can we get one? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they, yeah. I mean, the like, guy was like, "Oh yeah, we can go to any restaurant. They'll cook it for us." And we're we're just like, 
let's get a plump one. Like, <laughs> it's like we're, we're doing this. So that's the thing. I hate that. Like, you go to the store and you look and you see like the lobster or the crab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just minding its own business. It's chilling in this tank. And like, would you like some lobster? I'm like, yes. Bring me out a lobster tail. I'm like, which one? I'm like, I can't. Don't involve me in this. I don't want to know that I killed that one. Well, this one got worse. They named it Humphrey. Why would you name it? I have no idea. You don't name it. But it was even more messed up than that because then we went, we were just like, well, where, which, what restaurant will cook it? He was like, just any of them. Just take like it. it's normal. So we found this kind of hole in the wall restaurant, and we're like, yo, like, will you cook our guinea pig? So that wait, so. Wow, so it's not just like a restaurant; it's like an abattoir and a a slaughterhouse or whatever. It may have been someone the, the guy and a knew. butcher. I oh, don't okay. know, but but like he, <laughs> you, he's, you, he's, you want a guinea pig? I know a guy. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, but like so we walked in with this guinea pig, and she was like, "Do you want to see how it's done?" And we're like, "Yeah, how do you cook a guinea pig?" Well, it turns out you you stab it in the neck and drain it, yeah. and it, that thing is still kicking and squeaking and it's disturbing we're like yeah is it too late to change our minds <laughs> your delicate sensibilities and then been... at that point we're like you know what let's go back into like the dining area we'll we'll just eat it when it comes out right and you expect this thing to look like kind of like a guinea pig no i i expected like you know how you like what do you like not quarter like you eighth a chicken like you have the legs you have the breast all that stuff right. i expected Something like that. It's too little to, to Yeah, well, what, what comes out is this guinea pig that's like, splayed out on the plate, with, like toothpicks in it, uh-huh. head, teeth, everything still there. The woman drops it, her hands covered in like guinea pig fur and blood, and she was like, it's finished. And I was like, Am I, can we eat it though? Like, what? It was okay. Tastes kind of like chicken. Like, yeah, I, I mean that's kind of what everything boils down. Yeah, to. But like I, I, I couldn't like imagine doing that here, right? But again, why? Like, why is a guinea pig a pet here, but then food in Peru? Well, I mean, I guess it's sort of like what you're saying in Korea. Like, you know, if, if it necessitates it, it's abundant. Then just eat what's available, right? I had a friend who would not eat anything in any country that came out of necessity. So why? So his point is, like, they didn't start eating that because they wanted to. They ate it because they had to. That doesn't mean it tastes good. Oh, see, I would flip that around. My whole thinking is they made this thing and they ate it out of necessity. And if it was necessary for them to eat it, and they've been eating it for such a long time, it must have had a good. long time to make it good. I don't know. I've had some gross stuff in other countries that I... Don't well, I understand. guess that's, that's necessary to like understanding like the palate. Of, yeah, like I know a lot of people who would turn their nose up to kimchi, but I'm like, you eat sauerkraut, dude. I let's get off foods. I I want to do a whole, I want to do a whole episode on food. Oh, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to do the the whole like future of food. I, there's, some, there's some cool shit going down. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as far as like pets and food go, well, well, pet food, like how much money do you think the pet food market makes in a year? You told me, but I don't remember. Yeah. I, if like, I had to guess, like, if I was just like, whatever, just knowing how many pets there are, I would be like, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars. But it's it's about a hundred billion dollars a year. A hundred billion? Yep. Well, okay. So you guys spend less than us on food, but you know, our the food we buy because of Murphy is like a prescription, like urinary care, non-stressed food. It's like fucking sixty bucks a bag. Yeah. For eight and a half pound bag, and we're thinking about how often do you get it? Uh, maybe uh, five weeks or so. So like, I think we uh, Jessica would know. She she orders the food off Amazon, yeah. but I, I want to say I think we pay like forty bucks a month, something like that, for our I mean, pet food. We're 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 considering uh buying some cheaper food because we also were using you know the the fillaway diffusers. It's no, like a cat no pheromone diffuser that oh, puts like yeah. calm cats down we and stuff. We have like a a little like it looks like yeah. a. Uh, Cologne sample. Well, so our, our vet recommended that to help. Like, if you have a really stressed cat, it helps them calm down and everything. Right. But, like, turns out, like, there's no study that says it's bullshit, but there's no study that says it actually does anything either. CBD oil. Yeah, CBD, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did CBD treats for the cats as well. And I asked a vet, I was like, you know, is that a thing? And they're like, well, like, there's nothing to show that it hurts them. Right, right. It's not poisoning it. Yeah. So we, but we actually stopped using that diffuser because it would start smoking and stuff. And I'm like, you know, like, I don't care if it's, 
I will say Murphy does seem more stressed right now, uh-huh. but I can't tell if that is because we took the diffuser away or all the renovations around yeah. us in the other apartments and stuff. And, yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's such a sensitive cat, man. Yeah. It's, how, it's how his brother died. That's the other thing about the expense of owning a pet. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of... Uh, we can get into that in terms of like... Owning a pet is expensive. Nobody would ever yeah. question that. Owning a home is expensive. Owning... Just being alive is expensive. Nobody chose that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so just as some quick facts here. I know I asked you this. I don't know if it impressed you as much as me, but house, what is the, this is North Carolina. Yeah. Do you folks know what the median cost of a home in North Carolina in the year of our Lord, 1990? <laughs> Kathy, if you're still watching. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a six second delay. You go ahead and throw out your, uh... I don't know if she's still, well, I know the, I remember the answer. So oh, okay. I don't want to, I don't want to cheat. Okay, well, well, we won't have dead air or anything, but it's a lot cheaper than a lot of people would probably guess. Yeah. So the the cheapest home, not the cheapest, the yes. median price of a home when it comes to, got to consider the things that are that are influencing these prices are mansions, the mega mansions, and then you have like not the mega mansions, like probably like a rented trailer or something on a yeah yeah on yeah. a plot of land or whatever a shack, but the median price. For a single-family home in North Carolina in 1990, she said thirty-five thousand. Oh man, if only that would be sick. But yeah. no, double that. It's seventy-five thousand dollars almost. Seventy-four thousand nine hundred eighty-eight dollars. That's ridiculous considering Jessica and I paid for our house that we're we're in right now. Uh, three times that. No. Yeah. Yeah, a little a little worth of three you times guys, that. You bought your house. We bought it at a good time. The perfect time. So. Right? Let's uh let's go even further into the future. Let's uh what about at the turn of the millennium, year two thousand? How much do you think a home was then? Median One, home. One ten. Not not far off, actually. Yeah, yeah, hundred and twelve. Nice. All right. Now what about twenty twenty? Oh three hundred? Two hundred and fifty one thousand dollars. Yep. So now that that's just for North Carolina over those years. You're way but, off, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing to consider too is that was North Carolina. So if we looked at 1990 in California, what do you think? In California, 1990. Yeah. You're watching Full House, and yeah, you got the Tanners. 130. Any more guesses? It's higher. 210. Lower. 182. 194 for a home in California. Uh, what about Hawaii in 1990? Hawaii has always been more expensive, right? Correct. So in yes. 90? Yes. I, I'm going to say 300. 250. Yeah. $250,000. And then the last one that I'll ask about what do you think the, the average home in 1990 was in the state? Of Mississippi. 40. 45. So to compare that against 2000, each one of these states that I had you uh, guess or whatever, California in 2000, it's pretty stable to go from 194 to 211. That's not too big of a That's not bad at all, yeah. Uh, Mississippi, which I said, went from 45 to 71. That's approaching double. I mean, it would be 90, but still, it's like 1.5. Uh, and then what was the other state that I said? Uh, Hawaii. California, Hawaii. Hawaii was also pretty stable because they're at the top of what it is to do. But <clears throat> this isn't 2022 numbers post-pandemic. So yeah. one of the things to consider is I said that our house that we purchased was, uh, it was, I think, like 260 or something like that. Zillow, uh, next door, not next door, open door, Redfin, and Realtor.com. I think our house is worth a half a million dollars. I mean, this neighborhood, though, is also, like, the place everyone should be right now. Yeah, we we kind of got lucky. When we first came to visit you for the very first time when we moved back to the U.S., coming down that road, it was empty. There was, like, nothing, and there was, like, your house and, like, a little, like, ten houses. And now there's, like, that whole road is covered in houses. There's now more roads going on. It's only been, like, two years. Right. Like... They're yeah. they're still doing a lot of construction and stuff, um, but 
then the last thing that I would have to say, because this is directly to like the yeah. expensive pets. Uh, those same states. Let's go for uh, California. What was the median income in 1990? California. Hourly or yearly? Annual. This is for a single in family. 19... It's a household income. Household income? Yes. 60,000? 59. Pretty yeah. good. Um, and then uh, Hawaii, what do you think? Mm, Hawaii expensive, but also has a pretty high poverty rate. So, say 45? 65. Wow. Now, remember, this is median. Not okay. Median. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then lastly, Mississippi. 30? 33. Yeah. So let's let's jump to 2000. Same states, California. Uh, I'd say probably over 100,000. 61. Wow. It only went up $2,000. That is crazy. Uh, then we have Hawaii. You said it was 65 before? Yep. 70? 65 again. Wow. Mississippi. I bet that went up a bit. 45. 40. So it did go up some. So this is just showing, picking on those states, houses and the more affluent places that you can think of, such as, uh, yeah. well, and we even looked at North Carolina and stuff too, uh, but houses in these places, in the affluent places such as California, pretty much stayed the same in that decade. Uh, whereas if it's not as affluent, it's probably because people realize that this property is cheaper, they're able to buy it cheaper, they can build better yeah. or whatever, they move there. Um, it went up significantly, and then the wages didn't go up that much for households in these instances as well. So homes got has continued. Homes got more expensive, but not necessarily reflexive of how much in terms of a percentage the wages have gone up. Yeah. So if you're buying less home with more money than you would have ten years ago, or twenty years ago, or thirty years ago. Then you consider the fact that not only that, food has gotten more expensive, automobiles have gotten more expensive, there's different regulations mm-hmm. and stuff, so now there's different taxes and different uh, uh, licensures and, and registration and stuff that you would have to do, different home uh, valuations in terms of how green they are and everything like that. It sucks. You can't afford to do very much. So when it comes to pet ownership, it's juxtaposed against having a child who also has doctor's fees yep got to take them to school got to clothe them got to feed them it's comparable for sure so what do you do instead of having a child you have a cat you have a cat you have two cats even well so the one this is a sad thing but one thing about having a pet versus a kid that if things get tough it's easier to abandon a pet than it is to abandon a child right and that's actually the sad thing I mentioned before, right now, it's a record high number of pets being surrendered to shelters, and it's several factors. One is the cost of pet food has gone up. Right. Like, like Murphy's food, well, I mean, Clement eats it too, so our yeah. cat's food went from like, I think like $45 when we first started, to now being 60 Right. That's a massive markup. Now, it's, right. a, it's a prescription specialized food, uh, but the cost of vet care has gone up, but... The reason people are, are surrendering, they say a surrendering, not abandoning right. their pets, is because it's not the cost of the pet itself, but everything else. Yeah, yeah, the, so, the cost to have a, have rent or have yeah. A so, for example, our rent went up like 150 a month for our when we resigned, right? And we pay 40 a month total for both our cats, right? So that 40 a month, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. But and we can afford to increase rent as well, but not every family can. So right. suddenly that extra forty a month is like, okay, well we have to pay our rent. We can't afford to pay for the cat as well. Right. So even if the cost of pet ownership has not gone up drastically, which it has, uh-huh. your other cost. I mean, what like general grocery inflation is like what fifteen percent for some items? Not yeah. all items, but yeah. certain things like butter. Kathy bought butter the other day, and it was like fucking seven dollars for a, for a thing of butter. Like right. what? So, pets are one of the first things yeah, to go in the family. Which economy, I guess. did surprise me because I guess I 
really had this notion that pets were not pets, but family now. Right. Because that's what I'd seen. When, when you were pitching this yeah. topic, you were talking about. But then it. to see that people would give up their pets if they would give up other lifestyle things. Like, oh, we really enjoy going to the movies every weekend. Well, we can't do that and have a pet. Bye, Fido. Yeah. You know, it's just like, what? Like, you know, when we put, like, you know, we put, uh, Murphy had a brother, Morris. Yeah. Used to be our, my, my uh, company's office cats. Right. And we took both of them in when the office decided they couldn't keep them anymore. And like it wasn't long before Morris started having like urinary issues. And we spent thousands just to get him fixed. It got to the point where it was like, went to the emergency 24-hour vet. And they're like, yeah, we can do a surgery. But it's going to cost like six grand. And I was like, we can't like... Can't afford to do can't that. Can't afford to do that. That's yeah. just too much. And... So you have that as well. Like your pet might not cost you ten grand right now, but if they get sick and you're already struggling, right? So people were like taking like a precautionary thing, like you know, just in case we can't, we don't want to put this pet down if he gets sick. That's right. a, that's give him up instead, right? And uh, that makes sense. And and to your point, like I could not imagine having to give up. Uh, to to have a conversation with Jessica where it's like I have to we we might need to surrender Bugs or Luna. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm like nah. I'll just sell some Magic cards. If you guys well, don't already know, I play a lot of Magic the Gathering. I've got quite a bit of money. I wouldn't say invested in Magic because it wasn't an investment. They're just game pieces. I wanted to have them. But they still have value though. They, yeah, they have value as game pieces. So I mean, like I would just sell my collection. Yeah. Well, I mean that's like you know Clementine is um confident is very healthy she's a very robust cat yeah murphy we worry about sometimes like right. he he's weird like he definitely i don't think he has the same issue that morris had like the what do they the, call it bladder hard dig or whatever yeah which is a very uh, very common issue in in male cats like shockingly common right but he definitely every few months has like some weird things going on we Nothing serious, but he definitely, I worry about him. Right. But then the other thing, and no disrespect to the veterinarian profession in general, but right. I definitely kind of lost some, I guess some respect, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because... The respect. It was respect. Yeah, it was. <laughs> because, because of, so like, this is, so Morris's issue, I can't remember what it was called now. Uh, they call it like Pandora syndrome now or something. Yeah. And again, super common thing. Uh-huh. And the only like, you know, quote unquote, hey, you can see my quotes this time. <laughs> way of guaranteeing it is to uh, basically cut off their penis. Yeah. And you take their urethra, urethra and bring it closer to the surface. That way there's like less restriction when they pee. Yeah. And it's like a $6,000 surgery. Right. And, but we were talking to the vet, you know, what causes it. And I talked to in total at least five separate doctors Uh and they had no idea they're like we we don't know what causes it no one does yeah they're pretty confident that stress is a major factor right but uh you know my buddy zeke his cat has decaying teeth all the time and they brush its teeth all every day right and he asked his vet like well how you know how would she survive in the wild and the vet was like she wouldn't. Right. She would die. Like, that's it. And same thing, you know, Morris, you know, we ended up putting down because it was cost prohibitive and he was just... What was kind no, of quality of life would he have? Yeah. You? I mean... And, I mean, for me, it was it was the cost. I mean, honestly, that was just so much money. That was a down payment on a house. It was right. a car for Kathy. Like, it was just like... Yeah. But saying that, we've now had Murphy long enough that... If Murphy would have the same issue, yeah, we might fork it up. We might be dropping ten grand on Murphy, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. But the thing about the vets is like, I appreciate how difficult that job is because their patients can't communicate their pain. They can't, yeah, you know, it's harder to diagnose yeah. an issue. You're, they're relying on secondhand hearsay from the owner, right? Like, oh, well, he's you know he's peeing abnormally. Like, what do you mean by that? Well. Oh, well, like, he used a litter box five times today. He used it on it twice. Right. Well, why did he do that? I don't know. He's a fucking cat. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I don't know why he does the things that he does. So, being a pet owner is difficult, too. 
And that's yeah. a, that's another high reason for pets being abandoned is people get an easy pet and turns out like, oh, like it's not that easy. You still have to care for this living thing. It's like having a dumb child. Well, yeah, and I don't understand like what people think they're getting into when they get a pet either. It's like Bugs and Luna, I wouldn't call them difficult, but I mean, so part of their schedule, and I, I haven't been as diligent about it as I should be, uh, but it's not an inconvenience for me to sit down and individually dedicate 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening to each cat. So 40 minutes in total uh, in the mornings and in the evenings to one cat playing with that one cat because they only need about that much attention. Luckily, they're not like a dog where they have to be running constantly or something like that. So, and just playing with that one cat for that amount of time and giving them that much attention and then they're chill. And they'll they'll tell me that they're hungry. They'll yell on the way past the office to go and uh, say that they're going to the potty. You know, they, they yeah. just like they do cat stuff. We but definitely... if I don't play with bugs, that's when he's jumping onto something and swatting it off of a counter and he's things like that. Well, I mean, it's because he wants the attention that he's not getting. And he needs to expend some energy. And that's we, when he becomes a bad cat. We and... try and give more attention to uh, Murphy and Clementine, but they, like, they don't really want to play too often. Like, they're they definitely right. keep to themselves. They, they love us. Right. Like, they're affectionate when they want to be, but like, they don't. I don't think we could get them to play with us for twenty minutes at a time. Right. They, well, I mean, and that's the thing. It's just paying them attention for that twenty minutes. Yeah, is the thing that you need to do. Like that one cat. So uh, I don't ever do it, but I've often thought about Bugs wants to play with us, and he wants to play with us first. Yeah. You want like Luna, just like get out of the way. I need to play with them now. So when Luna decides that it's her turn to play, even in the middle of the time they play with Bugs, or Bugs is done, Bugs will see Luna getting attention, and he's like, "Can't be having this." He wants attention. I want this attention. Yeah. So uh, there are times where I just have to like lead Luna around to a different room or something like that. But there have been times where I've put. I've locked bugs up with the litter boxes so for the funny. 20 minutes just to get him away from us so that we can play. And by the time that I go back in there and I open the door, he's asleep. And that's all that it took. I mean, he he's just... Our cats are the total opposite. Like, if we're playing with one cat, the other cat is just like, I don't want to get involved in that. Yeah. Like, they'll sit there and watch. And it's like, they you can tell they kind of maybe want to play a little bit, but they're like, nope. Right. Like, that is Clemmy's playtime. That's Murphy's playtime. Right. Like... I don't know. Bugs definitely makes it his playtime. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's just fun to think about, like, these cats are, depends on how you look at it, I guess. They're either a chore or they're a joy. I think they're a joy to Me play too, with and everything sure. like that. But then there's people who are like, y'all got this cat. Isn't it cool? It sits on the, the edge of the couch. Like, it's going to scratch that couch if you don't give it a scratching post. And then by the time it's all said and done, like, forget this animal. Oh, I got to take it to the shelter. I'm like, I, I just can't fathom that. Like, what did you think you were getting into when you got I definitely thing? view our cats as almost like roommates. Yeah. Like, at this point, they have as much right to their space in the apartment as Kathy and I do. Right. And that is one benefit of a cat. They're very independent. Uh-huh. Like, we... I think we give them a lot of attention. Yeah. Like, if I see bugs on the back of the sofa, I'm going to go mess with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say bugs. Murphy. Well, yeah, that's still... I mean, Murphy, yeah. It's the same thing if I see... Yeah. If your cats were out and about, especially when when I saw Clementine for the first time, she was climbing all over me. She won't do that anymore, man. Yeah. She, I think she definitely... Like, Kathy and I are not very social, so right. our cats are just like, yo, this is our spot. Yeah, what are you like, doing here? <laughs> it's, it's me, it's Clemmy, it's Kathy, and it's Bryant. Everyone else can just fuck off. Right, right. Like, my yeah. my cats are are pleased to see other people. Bugs is so social. Yeah, he's like, the most social cat I think I've ever. He was attacking my feet today when I walked in. He was because <laughs> that was the smacking thing he likes now. He walked in, was just like, dude, hit me. <laughs> like, <laughs> so for for the the listeners, instead of the uh, the creeps watching, yeah, um, <laughs> Bugs likes it. To, he's not wanting to get the the crap knocked out of him, but a firm pat, just a firm, like a 
quickly. Yeah, like, if you do it quicker, the better. And he just loves it. He'll start purring immediately. He'll roll over. His ears go back a little bit. I yeah. think it's because he doesn't want you to bop his ears. But I never pat his head like that because Mm-mm. he's only got two brain cells. I don't want to knock one out of there. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just patting is like where where the the base of his tail uh, meets his body. He just patting him he there. Might- when I look that because I think that's like an androgynous zone where they might like really like it. Well, I mean, he might. I don't know, like, but I mean, it gets him to calm down and quit yeah. doing stupid stuff. So whatever. I mean, he's he's funny. I did it today, and he like lay down, was getting my feet. Like yeah. he chewed my toe. I was like, dude, <laughs> like what? Like what are you doing? He uh, Luna, on the other hand, hates it. You do that, Terrence, you're gonna chase yeah. her around. I I tried it with both Clementine and Murphy. Murphy bit me. <laughs> he's like, like, what are you? Doing? Yeah. Clementine was just like, this is not okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not here for this. She's a little princess. She's like, you can touch me when I say it's okay. Well, like that's how Luna can be. Uh but the the I'm trying to pick them up more though. Like which our cats, your cats? My cats. Like we're you know, we don't clip their claws, we already right. said. Uh we don't I don't know how you do that. I'm I'm so afraid to, well I'm not afraid, but I hate getting clawed up. Well, so one issue is like I think Clementine we messed up with because she was from the cat cafes or she was very accustomed to human interaction already. Yeah. So I think we very much could have like handled her, her claws, more yeah. and got her used to it. Murphy, there was never you know, him and his brother were warehouse cats. They right. were like when they were up in the office, they were chill, but they were never, never like, you know, handled in that way. Right. Not really. So, like, Murphy, let me pick him up for like a minute, and he's like, "Dude, put me down." Yeah, we need it. I need to be. Yeah, Clemmy, she'll surprise you. Like, you can pick up Clementine, and she'll like just show in your arms for like a good, like five minutes. If I take her to the window, she'll just like stay in my arms forever. Right. That's how bugs will do yeah. sometimes. Uh, and. Not to say, like, you know, picking them up and, like, handling them and stuff is good, especially for dogs. Uh, dogs need to be socialized more than I would think cats would because of their... We don't have time to go into it a lot, but I did have a lot about, like, like you know, the whole there's no bad dog or bad owners thing. Right. I don't fully believe that. I think certain breeds of dog, like, I am no fan of pit bulls. I don't like, know about a pit bull. So... I found some stats though, right? Uh-huh. So, like you know, six percent of dogs in the U.S. are pit bulls, but then over sixty percent of all dog attacks are pit bulls. And, you know, well, I mean, I don't know if uh, uh, with nurture versus nature and stuff, uh, a lot of the pit bulls, like, and something else that uh, uh, there's a bunch of different types of bulldog yeah. that get lumped into being pit bulls, pit bull. Most of the time, isn't a breed. There's like, uh, I can't remember. Uh, Trevor's dog, Caboose, is a pit bull. But when you look yeah, at his yeah. actual breed, it's not pit bull. Yeah. So I, I think there's like a style and a head shape and a body type I and just, stuff that people lump into that. Like they were bred for a for a purpose, and that purpose was violence and. Like you, I, there's, I, if we continue to breed them and kind of remove them away from that, like I can see that being bred out of that, right? Of that, uh, species. What do you call that? Well, I, uh, I don't know. It'd be like breed, a, yeah. But like at the moment, I like it's pretty bad. Like I looked up like the number of attacks per year by by breed and uh-huh. pit bulls accounted for over five thousand. Right. The next highest was like Rottweilers, and it was like. I want to say it was like 300. Right. So it, if a dog attacks, it's almost always a pit bull. Well, the other thing you said, what is it? 6% of the dogs mm-hmm. are. So, and how much of the attacks were pit bulls again? Over 60%. Over 60%. I wonder if it's because some people do have exposure to this breed of dog and they don't think it's necessarily like an intimidating dog and they approach it when they shouldn't have. I think. Or if it's like people. The seedy people who either do uh, like gamecock fighting or dog fighting, and the dog just gets them. They the dog gets I, its I mean, day. I, I get that. I just I think when the number is that 
like large with right. that low of a percentage. I, I think it just says a lot about the breed. Right. And they're also one of the only, not just dogs, but species that once they're in that kind of attack mode, their sense of self-preservation is just gone. Uh-huh. So like once they are latched on or attacking, yeah. from what I've heard, the only way to really, truly stop it is put your finger up their butt. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to test that. One I'm not out. even joking. People are like, "No, you got to poke them up the butt, and they'll let go." I'm like, "I'd probably let go too." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, there's videos of them being tased and hit with shovels, and they just don't—they don't give a shit. Right. Like they're getting literally. It was one guy stabbed one that was attacking his kid, and the dog just like still ripped her arm off. <sighs> like, yeah, you know, I, I don't—I don't want to end this on a down note like this, but like. My, my my main point is that when you take an animal and put it into your home, there is always an inherent risk, yeah. and it is on you as the owner to be responsible and train them and not take it just as for granted. Right. But, there's a risk to anybody who's not part of your yeah. home. There's a risk to you. There's a risk to the pet. Yeah. There's all these risks that have to be calculated in, and probably with the cost of the owning the pet. So at that, I think it would be time to close out the show. All right. Well, I'm going to hit so, that outro yeah, go ahead. right about now. Uh, so thank you for, you know, coming up and listening to us as, uh, you know, we discuss an easier topic this time. Yeah, it was a fun one. Yeah. yeah. So tune in next week. I say tune in. Oh, like, subscribe, share. I hate that I do that yeah. at the end. Like, we should do that we every should, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Think about you all the time. She said that.